Welcome to Being a Successful Leader with Carl Welty. Carl is a leadership pioneer with years of challenging leadership and consulting experience. Here's Carl with some valuable insights, practical and proven methods for being a successful leader. Welcome, uh, Carl Welter here, and uh, welcome to another episode of the podcast series, Being a Successful Leader. The intent of the series, again, is to uh, provide uh, valuable insights and know-how, practical proven know-how on being a successful leader. We've got an episode every week lasting from about 15 minutes to to a half hour. And the uh, episodes are built around my three imperatives of successful leadership. Being a self-aware and skillful leader is number one. Number two is then having a sound strategy and then following up that sound strategy with a culture of commitment. Today's episode is some common sense wellness practices. It's kind of a follow-on, a companion episode to last week when we talked about life balance. Let's, let's, let's uh, build some context, brief context here first. When I first started this uh, series, the beginning of this year, the first block of 26 episodes were on the second block now, just starting the second block, third, third episode in. I, uh, thought I'd, I'd build it around my two, uh, imperatives of successful leadership at the time, uh, having a sound strategy. And the other one is then following up again with a, a culture of commitment. Then I got thinking about it and said, gee whiz, you know, we're skipping something here. We got to start with the leader before we go externally and look at strategy and culture and that sort of thing. Let's start with you, the leader, and me, the leader, to get to know ourselves better and get skillful about uh, some of the things that are important in terms of our interactions. So that was kind of an epiphany for me. So I got thinking about it, and uh, I came up with, out of the 26 episodes in the first uh, block of series, the uh, uh, nine out of the 26 are devoted to uh, uh, being a self-aware and a skillful leader. And so... uh, uh, I, I encourage you, if you haven't uh, listened to those yet, or if you had, maybe you want to review them, go to uh, webtalkradio.net, webtalkradio.net, and then uh, uh, click on channels, and then go down to my icon, uh, being a successful leader, click on that, and you'll see the the, the episodes, the uh, the last one at the top of the list, and the ones we're talking about, the, the nine initial ones are at the bottom of the list. So do that. And then the other thing that happened is that after I finished uh, the series, the, the uh, other episodes then devoted themselves to the sound strategy and the uh, culture of commitment. I uh, took some time off and I, and I wrote the book about uh, these being a self-aware and skillful leader. And we called the book uh, uh, Leadership Starts With You. And the subtitle was, again, being a self-aware and, and skillful leader. So I recommend that to you also. So you have the podcast, the past podcast, and or the the book, uh, Leadership Begins With You. And to get the book, uh, the easiest way is to get, go to my website, wealthy.com, and uh, uh, click on the leadership resources. And then you can look at the three uh, providers, uh, Apple uh, and uh, uh, the, uh, the publisher, and uh, uh, the, uh, the there's a third publisher in there. Uh, a big store. Forget the name of it now. Anyway, um, so anyway, that's that's kind of some of the backdrop, and I uh, I think it uh, uh, is well served. Now let, let, let's talk about the wellness part. So I got thinking as we start this series. Besides the being self aware and skillful, we got to keep ourselves uh, fit. You know, as as leaders, just like any professional endeavor, 
uh, we think of sports, you know, we, we, we train for the game, keep fit and that sort of thing, watch our uh, diet and exercise and our mental uh, uh, capacity and that sort of thing. And the same is true of leadership. We got to keep fit the best we can, whatever our limits may be and that sort of thing. And I think it's important. And, the, and what I'm trying to do with this particular episode of, of uh, common sense wellness practices is to keep in top of, of mind for you the importance of keep moving and, and common sense practices on eating and, and working out and uh, uh, walking and, and all those sorts of things. Because, uh, again, this leadership business is open-ended and it's challenging and rewarding as heck and you could have tremendous effect, but it is it can, it can wear you out. Uh, and so we got to keep fit to to play the leadership game the best we can. All right. So, uh, uh, last time the, the, uh, uh, episode on, on life balance was to, uh, give you a, 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 methodology to think about all the important slices of pie. I call them in your life. It's not just a work balance thing. It's just a life balance thing. Work just being one slice of your pie, maybe a pretty big one, but uh, one slice. And so you need to, I gave you a way to, uh, give you a sample starting kit on, on the slices. And then I wanted you to identify those slices and then look at each one and, uh, define what's important to you in terms of your goals and aspirations. And then to do a little assessment in terms of how you might want to reorder the slices of your pie and, uh, do less of some and more of others. And also the quality inside each of these slices. Very, very important. Uh, and then I, we talked about how to go about making change. Uh, with a little method I have there. All right, some of the backdrops. So let's now move to uh, get started with our topic for today about the common sense practices. This is not going to be a lecture. Uh, I'm not qualified to give you a lecture, and there's so much out there on, on diet, nutrition, exercise, well-being, whatever. And uh, part of the problem we have is just, just to go through it all and separate the uh, worthwhile stuff from all the bunk and bogus stuff that's out there. Where you and I are bombarded with all this stuff. So it's not a lack of information. It's the willingness to take a look at it and to figure out for yourself what makes sense. And a lot of this stuff that makes sense is not new stuff. I mean, we kind of know it already. It's a matter of doing it and getting the discipline to, to do it. So that's what I'd like to review today. Let's start off with the physical, then we'll move to the mental. The physical nutrition and exercise. Again, not a lot new here, but, uh, uh, kind of a, uh, maybe a little refresher for you and hopefully some, some new stuff too. Um, I have a guiding principle as we go through the little uh, tidbits here on, on good practices. And uh, it's, it's my variety, balance and moderation of wellness principle, variety, balance and moderation. A number of years ago, Jack LaLanne, Jack LaLanne, I'm in the San Francisco Bay area, grew up in, uh, was in this area and he was quite a, kind of, he was a guru, a fitness guru, and you may have seen it on, seen him on syndicated TV and made quite a name for himself. He did tremendous physical feats like tugging a, uh, or pulling a tugboat behind him as he swam from the San Francisco shore to, to Alcatraz. My God. He did all kinds of things, things like that. But besides that, he would just give some common sense advice on exercise and diet and that sort of thing. And I remember one time uh, he was asked the question, Jack, uh, what about carrots? And Jack was stopped. And he says, carrots? Yeah, carrots. Well, carrots are good, but so are peas and potatoes and fruits and, and 
you know, grains and things like that. So he, he, he went on to give a little lectureette about the importance of, of uh, balance and variety in your diet and in your exercise. So that little thread I'm going to weave through as we go through here today. So on nutrition, you know, you, you know a lot of this. moderation in food and drink, a balanced diet, plant-based diet has become uh, more and more into our, uh, uh, scenery uh, in the last many, many years. I try to follow that. I, I became a vegetarian for several years, and now I moved from vegetarian to what I call or people call a Mediterranean diet where, you know, you back off the red meat and that sort of thing. And instead of being the prime rib being the feature of the meal, uh, the meat becomes kind of an uh, accent points and not a, a main focus. Um, so that, uh, to me was, uh, a, a breakthrough. And then, of course, we try to, uh, uh, you know, still, still, uh, you know, have a little enjoyment too. So I like a little wine with dinner and, and after, uh, I play some tennis with my, my friends, we'll have a cold one, things like that. So, you know, balance and, and moderation and so forth. Okay. Some things you already probably know about nutrition, exercise. Now, when I think of exercise, I think of three parts here. Uh, movement, strength, and flexibility. And if anything out of today, I want us all to do the best we can to keep moving, uh, get off that sedentary lifestyle. And, and a lot of us are behind desks and things like that. Get moving. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Uh, instead of taking car on, on short hops, walk. Uh, many times I'll take the car down for service and I'll walk back instead of getting the, uh, the shuttle and that sort of thing. So little things like that. If you're, if you have the mindset, these things will just come uh, naturally. Now, one thing about exercise, uh, uh, especially uh, the uh, running part of it and the strength is that uh, some people kind of get uh, carried away to extremes. And that's fine. If it works for you, you may be uh, doing marathons and, and maybe you do uh, Ironman things or Ironwoman, or maybe you pump iron to, be like Mr. Whatever or Mrs. Whatever. If that works for you, fine. For most of us, it doesn't work. We don't have the time, the interest, the energy, what have you. So again, moderation. But also, if you're really into something, uh, don't forget the my principal balance variety in moderation. You can get obsessed with it. And pretty soon, that's the only thing you do. I remember when I first started jogging years ago, God, I'd have a sciatica condition. And that's all I did was jog. I didn't do any core work, you know, for the middle to get the, the back, the helpful back. I didn't do any kind of yoga kind of things like that. And again, uh, just run, 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 run. And it just screwed up my, my sciatica. So once I uh, have a more balanced approach, then everything took care of itself. The body has a great way of, re- of reacting, responding if we do the right things. Um, okay. So, uh, uh, you may have routine, hit the gym or jogging and what have you. Uh, about, uh, uh, sports, a lot of us play sports. Uh, I played through college baseball, basketball, that sort of thing. It's always been a part of me, big deal. Uh, and then as you move on, you give up those kinds of sports and you take on other things. Uh, a lot of us skiing, tennis, golf, what have you. One thing about that is that don't rely on, on those sports activities, uh, tennis, golf and that sort of thing, because, uh, they're sporadic. You don't do them that often. And they're, they're stop and start. They're not, there's not constant movement. That's what we strive when we're doing, uh, running or walking or hiking, you know, movement. Keep, keep going at a nice brisk pace. You don't have to jog necessarily. 
these days I, I, I hike instead of jog. I found out that some years ago I can hike just as fast as I can jog these days. So I took up hiking and it's wonderful. I'm out in the woods and I enjoy the flora and the fauna and it incorporates a kind of mental well-being too as I listen to the birds and identify new things out there and, and boy, your, your mind is just free and you're thinking of ideas. So very, very beneficial. But again, whatever works for you. If you're in the marathons, that's working or jogging is working. And, and I also like to think that as you, as you experience life and go through things, there'll be transitions. And you, so you move from uh, one thing uh, to the other, whatever is working at the time. Again, variety, moderation, and balance. Um, golf, uh, you know, golf is a nice way to, a uh, good way to end a nice walk. <laughs> a good way to end a nice walk. And so if you're a golfer, again, uh, you know, just think of things right in front of you there besides the golf ball and, and uh, shun the cart and walk. Okay, if the course allows that, in other words, the terrain is uh, amenable to that kind of thing. I walk. I play golf once or twice a week, once a week usually, and uh, I walk. And and uh, a lot of these young guys in the cards zoom by and everything like that. And and here I am walking, and I'm enjoying it. And even if I have a lousy round, it was wonderful because you know I identified that bird or saw that plant or what have you, and. Uh, you can get into about five and a half, six miles. I paced it, uh, just by walking. Again, it's not, not, uh, doesn't take the place of, uh, some other, uh, like hiking exercise that's constant and, uh, brisk because you stop and start. But give those things a, a thought, uh, stuff we, we can incorporate into our everyday life with just a little thought and not a lot of extra effort. When I walk these days or hike, uh, usually Half hour or 45 minutes of brisk pace. Enjoy it. Feel refreshed afterward. Okay. Um, so those are some of the things, uh, in strength. Uh, I don't, I, I don't go to the gym, uh, uh with the, uh, epidemic, uh, the pandemic coming through. Uh, again, we change things and uh, I've given up the gym and I have a set of free weights in my basement. I go down there and pump some iron like every day for a little while. And, um, that works out fine. And so again, whatever works for you, movement, strength, and flexibility. <clears throat> With regard to flexibility, yoga is a great way. And, uh, I recommend if you haven't uh, done yoga, I'm, I'm naturally stiff by nature. And so I, I need it, and especially if you, you pump some iron and that sort of thing. Um, you're, you kind of stiffen you up. So you need to counterbalance that with some uh, yoga or some flexibility kinds of uh, movements. And so yoga, you know, I recommend take a class. You can read about it and take videos and stuff, but a class is really good. So, you know, um, go there and learn the, the poses, they call them. And then, with, again, incorporate this into your everyday normal kind of life. You don't have to carve out extra big times and so forth. You can, uh, like I, I do some yoga in between sets uh, when I'm pumping iron and uh, just incorporate it. Or in the morning, one of the first things I do is I do some abdominal work, you know, get the core uh, uh, in shape there. And um, I just incorporate some on-the-floor kind of yoga poses. So again, all kinds of simple things that don't take a lot of extra time that I'm uh, offering to you that if you're not already doing these kinds of things uh, for you to consider. And if you're doing more, that's that's fine too, okay? Um, so let's... Uh, uh, move now to the kind of the mental well-being. And here I'm going to spend most time on plugging meditation. The other things I've just mentioned, you know, common sense things you might think about 
if you're not already doing it. But meditation has so many benefits. And uh, again, I, I preach about our leadership roles and how open-ended and taxing it can be so rewarding, but can be so taxing. We need to kind of keep our minds fit too and kind of free them up and think of other things and get centered and and get get to neutral at times and what have you. Otherwise, we just keep buzzing, buzzing, buzzing about our leadership role. So uh, if you're doing med- meditation, you probably already realize the benefits and so forth. Most people don't uh, get into meditation. A lot of people I meet, they, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. And I've, and that's that. I, I, I believe that. So I'm going to share with you kind of a three, simple three-step process, common sense process to give meditation a try for you and see the benefits you can derive from it, okay, if you're not already in into it. Okay, the first is a, a freeze frame. Now, I talk about freeze frame in other episodes, and that's where you kind of, in, in movie lingo, you kind of stop the action, halt, you know, stop, and uh, you just call a, a personal timeout for yourself. A freeze frame is just kind of a, a mini meditation, maybe a, a few seconds, 15 seconds at the most, maybe. And uh, that's a good way to get started. And it's a good way, even if you're into it, just in the, in the middle of the day to, to call freeze frames uh, as necessary. Uh, you know, before you make this important call, take some time out for yourself and, uh, kind of close your eyes if that's, you know, if that's appropriate, you know, you're not in the middle of a meeting or something, but, you know, if you have a little, uh, space there, close your eyes and, and, and meditation is all about breathing. Breathe in one, two, three, four, breathe out one, two, three, four. As, uh, Jack LaLanne used to say, uh, Get rid of the stale air by blowing out one, two, three, four, and get some fresh air by sucking in one, two, three, four. So in and out and try to get rid of thoughts and so forth and just, just get centered for a few seconds. Then pick up the phone and make that call. Then get up and make that presentation at the staff meeting. Also, it's good during the day if you get run into Shitsky's, Shitsky's little problems and, uh, uh, best, a good way to get back in balance there. So try freeze frame as a starter. And then it kind of get the hang of it. Uh, then, uh, commit to a practice of meditation. Let's say three to five minutes a day. That's not a long time. A lot of people can't do it. They try, they can't do it. But if you follow this, I think you'll be successful. Uh, the little process we're talking about here. And so, uh, some of the things to think about is, uh, maybe you, you, uh, have a particular place where you can do this three to five minutes a day and a particular time. Uh, many times we call this going to the garden or our own little meditation garden. It, it may be a garden, but it may be your, your den at home or maybe your office at work where you have some, uh, private time. Uh, I used to do it on the bus back and forth to, the city, uh, uh, like a 45 minute bus ride. I didn't meditate for 45 minutes, but during that trip, I would do that. Very, very refreshing and calming. Uh, when I first started meditating, I do for like a half hour. Uh, I, now I do it, uh, in fact, fa- I'm at phase three now in my little model where I just kind of blend it into the day. But I do recommend you go through the second part there, carving out some time. And as I done these episodes with you, I keep talking about as you develop Try to make personal change and develop new habits. The two-step thing of, of deliberate practice, practice with recurring uh, behavior, recurring behavior with a concept or a standard in mind, recurring behavior, carving out three to five minutes a day, uh, and then 
having the standard of trying to get centered, calm, get those other thoughts out of your mind. And uh, then the second part is self-observation. You get through and you say, you self-observe. How did that go? Oh, we're still pretty cluttered. I didn't really get to center myself. Oh, gee, that was so refreshing. And by the way, especially if you haven't done this before and you do uh, some freeze frames, uh, do the self-observation right after that. <laughs> if you have time before you get up at your meeting or what have you, or before you make the phone call. And, and, and note how most times how refreshing it is. It's almost like taking a nap. And by the way, naps are really good too. You can't always do that in your work a day, but I mean, whenever you can, uh, naps are, naps are cool. Okay. So, uh, deliberate practice and then self observation. So the deliberate practice in this case, three, five minutes a day. Uh, you can go along. I know some people, again, we get to this obsession kind of thing, whether it's in running or weightlifting, or whatever. Uh, some people actually, I know, go for like a week at a time. Excuse me. Yeah. A week at a time for meditating. Here I'm talking about three, five minutes a day, a week at a time. And they, they, they're silent through the whole thing. Okay. Uh, but again, uh, balance and, and, uh, moderation and, uh, variety. And, uh, sometimes you just get obsessed with that, uh, the, the complete silence for a week. Okay. Uh, that's not me, but you know, whatever. Um, uh, so try that phase two, phase one, freeze frame, phase two is just the, uh, deliberate practice with self-observation. And then phase three, once you get the hang of it, it's so refreshing and so forth. It may take you quite a while. Maybe you do this for a few months or weeks at the minimum, but at the least, but maybe months. And uh, just, you got the hang of it now. Now it doesn't take you much time to get centered and get to neutral and toss out all those other thoughts. And by the way, one uh, little helpful tip is to, uh, uh, if you, if you're, you're in your, th- little practice here, meditation, and here come all these other thoughts about uh, a work thing here and a leadership thing there. Uh, think of them as leaves, these these thoughts that come by and interrupt your meditation. Take this leaf or whatever it is and put it on an imaginary stream. Maybe you're sitting by this stream or this brook and have the leaf go down the stream. And there's another leaf you put. And sometimes you can't get rid of the leaves. <laughs> other times you can. You say in your self-observation, boy, that was really neat. Uh, you know, other things you can do when you meditate. So I just kind of make up your things like you're floating in air, uh, your magic carpet, you're kind of floating in air as you're meditating. Or I like the, the, the seashore or, or the, the brook I just mentioned with the leaves and you can all, you know, variety. Think of a bunch of things. Music may help besides, uh, in your, in deliberate practice and you can get, uh, you don't need it, but, uh, it's, it's helpful. I use it for a long, long time. And if you have Spotify, you just go to Spotify, type in meditation. You can get all kinds of varieties of meditation music. Pick what you like and put it on for those few minutes. Okay, helpful hints to help you with your phase two. And then phase three, just incorporate it into your normal daily life. It kind of extended freeze frames. Uh, m- many times I'll do it in bed, you know, before I go to sleep or in the morning or just times, you know, I just... Maybe I'm doing some gardening work and I just sit down and meditate for, you know, a few minutes, you know, and that's where I'm at now. But I had to go through those other two phases to get there. Uh, and it's so refreshing. So for what that's worth, I recommend it highly to you. Uh, uh, puzzles are a good thing. Uh, you know, they keep talking about the, uh, how it helps your cognition, especially as you grow older. Uh, uh, the, uh, you know, the, uh, crossword puzzles and you can 
increase your word power and you learn some things too. But Sudoku's, my wife loves Sudoku. I do them too. Uh, whatever. Yeah. So those are another thing you can think about. Uh, and then, uh, 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 finish here uh, with a practice, another little practice that I highly recommend beside the meditation for your mental. And that's a, appreciation and caring practice, appreciation and caring. Uh, I do this again in the morning, first thing and at night, do whatever and make up your own. You don't have to follow what I'm talking about here, but I just think about, okay, what will the day bring here? Appreciation. What, what can I be appreciative or anticipate maybe being appreciative today? Uh, oh, I know I'm going to take this new path on my hike or gee, I'm going to see my, uh, my uh, daughter who's coming and picking her up on the plane today. And oh, that'll be just appreciation, uh, thinking in uh, what might come in for you and then caring. What opportunities do I have to reach out today to people, uh, to uh, myself, self-care? What kind of things can I do for myself to care for myself today? Just kind of previewing the day. And at the end of the day, uh, what did I really appreciate today? Maybe there are some nice surprises and uh, how did I display caring for myself or for others? You just get in the habit. Last night, I don't know if I would have done it normally if I didn't, you know, always use this practice of appreciation and caring. But uh, I heard through his father that my grandson, uh, freshman in high school, real good athlete and uh, a great basketball player. And he's he's on the freshman team and, and he's thinking of giving it up. His dad said, oh, give me a break. You know, no way. And for selfish reasons, I don't want to, I can't see him play all the time, but I do travel and watch him play football and basketball and excellent golfer. And, but anyway, uh, so I called him last night and I said, you know, Hey, you know, and we had a nice long conversation. I, I'm not telling you what to do. It's, this is for your own good, but, but I, I know something about basketball and, and uh, you really, uh, really quite good. And I know you were disappointed last season, but, you know, it was a nice little talk. I don't know if it, how much of a dent it made, but uh, it was an example of caring. All right. So uh, those are some hopefully common sense wellness practices that reinforce things you're already doing. Maybe you picked up on some things. The thing is, keep going, keep moving. Uh, do little things, common sense things. It doesn't have to be big epic deals and working out and all that kind of stuff and avoid the fads and all that kind of stuff. Just do common sense kind of things. And, uh, it helps us uh, be uh, well and get ready for the game of leadership. That's why I did this episode. Next week, we're going to, uh, take a look at contrasting amateur leader and professional leader, their mental models and their behaviors. And I think you'll find that very interesting amateur leaders and professional leaders kind of sets the stage for some of the episodes we'll do after that. In the meantime, uh, for my sign-off this time, I'm going to go back to my uh, old friend, uh, Jack LaLanne, and he used to say, strength and health through better living. So to you, strength and health through better living. Take care of yourself. We'll see you next week. <music>